Hi everyone, welcome to the Hybrid Hangout podcast episode 2. Today I will be doing a roundup of the 21-22 season alongside some analysis and we'll also be looking at what we can expect from the upcoming season. Last season showed a lot of positives from the team but ultimately ended in heartbreak with the fateful Wolfsburg game in the Champions League and losing out to rivals Chelsea by just one point on the last day of the season. In fact, not even just the last day of the season, the second half of the final game. However, there was of course improvement in the WSL for example. We finished with seven more points than we had done in the season prior. The team making the quarterfinal of the Champions League was impressive, although the Wolfsburg game did end in her and I think a lot of us can agree that the Jill Roard goal is a bit of a sore spot still, but um, nonetheless we did do a lot better than many of our WSL counterparts, particularly Man City. In the FA Cup 2021 we made it to the final, in 2022 made it to the semi-final both ended in disappointing defeats against Chelsea but ultimately things changed and the season marked a huge shift for Arsenal so maybe it's not surprising that we missed out on trophies so let's explore what happened and where we're heading. The period of change in Arsenal links to the pretty significant changeover both in terms of the team and the new coach that we welcomed Jonas Eideval. Summer 2021 saw the likes of Nikita Paris, Simone Boy and US talent Tobin Heath, amongst others, join the team, with Van der Donk, Jill Roard and Ruby Mace, amongst others, exiting the team, as well as Lisa Evans leaving on loan. The January 2022 window saw Brazilian Souza and Black Stenius and Laura Weinrothia join the squad with Anna Patton and Vicky Schneiderbeck going out on loan, as well as Marlin Gutt leaving, who actually has also recently said that she is taking a break from football. I think what you can see from the above players discussed is that the summer signings were made maybe before Jonas Eideval's appointment and before he really came into the fold and could imprint his style. Perhaps maybe why Paris didn't get many minutes as he struggled to integrate her into his style. For me, I was absolutely ecstatic when I got the notification through to see that we've signed Tobin Heath, although mainly due to injury, it just never really seemed to work out for her and the team together. The other huge change that the Arsenal women's team experienced was, of course, the new appointment of Jonas Eideval as manager and coach. So I think it's fair to say he kind of exploded onto the WSL scene. He has an energetic and passion fueled etiquette, to say the least. Personally, I'm a big fan, but I know some people have some mixed feelings. It's clear that scoring every single possible type of goal is important and wanting the team to be dangerous in all manner of situations. The game he wants is very high pressing with significant intensity for a full 90 minutes. His style is obviously quite different to our previous coaches, Montenero's, who was hugely focused on a rule-based system and ball possession. This was a huge change from our previous coach's approach, which was very rule-based and very intensely focused on ball possession. Now, in kind of response to this change, Eidval has stated that, kind of sarcastically, obviously I want my team to have the ball. 
but simply that is not his core focus in terms of how he wants Arsenal to play football. I saw some discussions, especially on Twitter, that some people find him to be a tad grating, shall we say, but Arsenal have clearly improved under him and I've enjoyed his media presence. The little digs at Chelsea have often been entertaining and ultimately important for the overall product of the WSL, especially considering how rivalry has sometimes struggled to develop in in the game that's not to say the competition is not competitive of course it is but I think what a lot of people will be used to seeing in say the men's game it is quite different in terms of that fan-based rivalry and maybe sometimes how the coaches approach each other I think Emma Emma Hayes from Chelsea and Idaval's conversations have been probably the best we've seen from the WSL Now, I'm not suggesting that we need to, you know, go into football hooliganism. Obviously, that would be overdramatic. And I think there is something to be said about how respectful the women's game is in comparison to other sports and other football matches. But overall, I do enjoy it and I think a lot of people will grow too. Now that we've summarised what happened last season, let's dig down a little deeper. And I want to start off with what I'm describing as the Leah's factor. So here I'm going to be talking mainly about Leah Williamson, but also about Leah Volti. The 21-22 season really showed how vital Arsenal's defensive base was for their game overall. Anyone who's watched even just edits of Arsenal's game, you'll know how vital the two Leahs are. Um, But specifically looking at Leah Williamson here, I think maybe the best way to understand her impact on the game is by looking at the games that she actually wasn't involved in. Injury from the Tottenham game saw her miss eight games. In that time, Arsenal won three, drew one and lost four. During her comeback, she featured in three games, but only playing half or less minutes wise. Similarly, Leah Volti had to pull out just prior to the Birmingham game and you could really see the loss of her on that. I think both the Leahs really add from the back a creative style of play as well as just a solid line of defence and protection for the team. Other players to talk about, as always, are Miedemar, who scored 14 goals in the WSL, hugely impressive record, as well as some assists, and in general, just adding to the style of play, making some runs. Beth Mead, similarly won Arsenal Player of the Season, and as we all know, just scored some absolute worldies. What I'm now hoping is, obviously, Beth Mead will continue, there's no doubt about that, she's on an absolutely insane run of form which is really saying something because her maybe not at this level was still incredible obviously I think we're all hoping now that Jordan Noms also has this so-called revenge season revenge tour really got my fingers crossed for her but I just like know she'll do it now that we've dug a little deeper into last season and understood why some things happened or shall I say maybe why some things didn't happen Let's look forward to the next season and see what we can expect. Firstly, I'm really excited for this season and not just because I genuinely think Arsenal are within a shot of winning trophies, certainly the WSL or maybe the FA Cup. The new fans that have been brought into the game because of the Euros is so thrilling for me. I think a lot of people will agree that 
it's it's frustrating almost to be such huge fans of these players and not see them get the attention and maybe the financial elements of the game that they deserve, whether that be in sponsorships or pay, depending on maybe who you support or who we're talking about. Having an uptake in interest is only going to add more dimension to the game, both in terms of the crowd, being maybe even being like the 12th person on the team in that regards. And also I'm really excited to just maybe have the chance now to have a discussion with people about the women's game, because I think if you're a fan of the men's game, you can always have a conversation, you know, who do you support, blah, 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 this person's doing well this season. But when it comes to the women's game, there's maybe not as many fans as the men's have. But I think the Euros marks certainly the beginning of the rest of the journey, in my opinion. So kind of the first marker of how we can look towards the season coming would be the summer transfer window. Arsenal's transfer window has been pretty quiet in terms of incoming players, but we have said goodbye to quite a few players. Included in our outgoing players are Lionesses Nikita Paris and Lydia Williams, who is now a PSG player. Now, given that we've not had many new players in, quite a few players leave, and probably you've all seen that Chelsea have signed quite a few world-class players, you might be a little bit worried. Now, two things on that would be, firstly, all of our departing players in total only had 13 WSL starts, and in regards to how we fared compared to Chelsea's signings, yes, maybe it's not been as exciting to see who's coming in, and I think being a bit nervous is totally fair, but all of the World Cup managers have stated that players need consistent minutes and I think the problem that Chelsea might run into is keeping all of their players happy by giving them those minutes when you have that many players who are deserving of them and obviously that's just not something that Arsenal are going to encounter and additionally and I have to agree Idvar has spoken a lot about the importance of chemistry and I think Arsenal women's is one of the teams that has the best chemistry not just in women's football but I would honestly say just men's or women's football in general they all clearly gel well play well together have genuine relationships on and off the pitch which I only think serves to strengthen the squad Additionally, we've spoken previously in this episode about Idaval's style and for whatever reason, I think some people do struggle to really get to grips with the style quickly. Even amazing players like Leah Volti once have previously said that it took them a while to get the hang of it, almost. But what I think is important about this team is obviously they're all very familiar with it now, they're prepared and they're very good at it. Which means, of course, if you had a huge intake of new players, that could reduce the chemistry in the team and they might not be able to play in the style of Idaval. My final point to make on why my Gunas shouldn't be worried is that we did a lot of business in terms of retaining players, both in this transfer window and previous ones, but like long-term contract deals. So the likes of Jen Beattie, Steph Catley... Maritz, Fjord and of course Miedemar which was hugely important to Arsenal's position. 
Our new signings are Lena Herting and Kaylin Marchesi, the goalkeeper. I think ultimately we can probably still expect Zinsberger to play the vast majority of games, but she's definitely a young, bright talent that we should all definitely keep our eye on. And then, of course, Lena Herting has proven talent on a huge variety of scales. You will have seen her in the Euros and she also played previously for Juventus. Perhaps a curiosity for the upcoming season is Miedemar moving into more of a number 10 role um, and appears to limit Jordan Nobbs and Mane Iwabuchi opportunities. That is unless Nobbs is considered for the number 8 role, which personally I think she absolutely should be. Um, Jordan Nobbs brings obvious, although underrated, talent to the football pitch and I also think he's just such a huge leader within the team which obviously just can't be measured. Ultimately the lack of signings does make us all feel a bit nervy but there is a strong case for the importance of consistency especially when we think about the incredible vibe of this group that I previously mentioned. Now when considering a player to watch for the season, someone who maybe is a little bit under the radar, especially for non-Arsenal fans, it was a tough call. There's been there's so much talent in this team, especially young talent. But the choice I've gone for is Austria's Laura Weinrothier. She joined Arsenal in Jan in the January window from Hoffenheim, but having a full WSL season could really see her make an impression. So she reached the quarterfinals at the Euros and was hugely resilient, even against England's often destructive Lauren Hemp, which for me is a huge measure of what we can expect from her in the WSL. So ultimately, Laura is my one to watch, but we can all agree that all of the players who achieve success on the international stage this summer bring back fire in their systems and a huge amount of confidence which I think will only improve the team as a whole. So what does this all mean? I honestly think, obvious bias aside, that this could be Arsenal's year, certainly in the WSL or potentially the FA Cup. Chelsea's hoard of new signings alongside their current team is obviously concerning but Arsenal have a huge point to prove this season and definitely the players to back it up. Eideval's style clearly works effectively against opponents in the WSL and I think now that he'll get a full season in charge with players who are very much used to his style will definitely only lead to certainly more points and I think this stems from the fact that more types of goals will be scored and the defensive backup just absolutely dominates games. This concludes the second f full episode of the Highbury Hangout podcast. Thank you for listening and I'll see you for the next episode shortly.